what you're yelling for. Lay back, it's all been done before. And if you could only let it be, you would see. I like you the way you are when we're driving in your car and you're talking to me one on one. But you become somebody else around everyone else. You're watching your back like you can't relax. You're trying to be cool. You look like a fool to me. like this you fall and you crawl and you break and you take what you get and you turn it into honestly you promise me i'm never gonna find you fake it no 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 never gonna fake it right never ever never ever gonna fake it how are you guys doing uh this is mo class so bringing my uh my uh my number whatever episode of the just a nobody podcast uh to you i'm really thrilled it's saturday it's exactly 4 30 p.m this saturday evening and i'm excited as always you know i love doing this i really love doing this but i can never remember the number of episode uh the episode that i'm doing you know what is the number exactly i just can't remember that I think I need to make a note of it, you know, before I come on uh, online. Anyways, uh, hope you all are doing well because um, because I have a few things to really talk about. Uh, as you know, this is uh, the Just a Nobody podcast is a bi-monthly uh, podcast. I have two episodes every month, so it's not weekly. It's like bi-monthly. I come after every two weeks and here and there and I do get a little delayed but it's fun to do it because you know uh, and I have a few things to really talk about uh, today uh, and uh, just to kick off you know actually uh, Lizzo and Cardi B they uh, they kind of uh, released a song last night uh, for the weekend and it's called Rumors oh my goodness oh my goodness the song is so good. Like, it's just, you're just going to bop, 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 you know? It's like, uh, it's, it's like a dance number. You're not just not going to shake and point, you know, and do those kind of, uh, uh, those, uh, you know, those actions or whatever. I mean, it's brilliant. The song is called Rumors. Go check it out. And as always, you know, Lizzo is excellent with what she does. You know, the way she delivers um, those lyrics, I mean, fantastic. So uh, I'll play that a little and... Um, you know, uh, during this episode, but to kick off, um, it's crazy time with the virus and it's been like almost a year and more than a year and a half, actually, you know, it was like, uh, it's almost nearing two years with the pandemic, with the virus, with the coronavirus. Uh, and what, what happened is, you know, early Jan, we were so excited, like, Hey, you know, we are, uh, uh we are towards the end of it. We were so excited that, you know, it's, uh, it's it's almost we're gonna uh, we're gonna uh, it's gonna be the end of it because uh, we've got vaccines all over the world not one vaccine not two not three not four not five but many of them you know circulating around like there's a, there's there's a vaccine there are two vaccines made in China there are vaccines in India there's vaccines in the United States and there are vaccines in Canada the United Kingdom has its own and parts of Europe have their own vaccines and things like that and we thought it's almost done right so it was almost like hey man we got this 
now it's the end of the pandemic. We all going to reach a herd immunity and everything's going to happen. The fall's going to be great. Everything's going to be great. And then Delta variant hits us. Like, hey, man, like, I don't know what's up with this coronavirus. I just don't I just don't get it. You know, it just keeps it just keeps getting better. I think I'm not saying it gets better for us as human beings, but it's getting better as a virus. That's for sure. Because uh, as per what uh, what I've been reading, this Delta variant is a very strong virus. It's really uh, I think it can even bypass uh, the vaccines that are currently available all around the world. Uh, so given that's the case, uh, you know, it's uh, it's really very scary. And it's not one mutation by the virus, by the original coronavirus or the, the, the normal coronavirus that originated. But it is like has undergone around two to three mutations to give the Delta variant, which is very, very, very powerful. So the virus is getting better. But uh, we are just getting worse because... Uh, with what I've been seeing around the world, whether uh, uh, whether it is in Europe, whether the United Kingdom, whether it is in the United States, whether it is in South Asia, like India, whether it is in Southeast Asia, Asian countries, um, and then even, uh, you know, in China, I believe uh, they are hitting another wave. I don't know what is the number of wave in each place, um, but it is really crazy it seems like we all are going to square one it's like a deja vu of 2020 um, and there are many reasons for it one is vaccine shortage uh, vaccines are not freely available in some nations uh, vaccines are easily available in some countries but not everyone wants to take it for example in the united states um, if there there's a population of 300 million people and uh, vaccines are like available like uh, it's like water you can just go to a chemist or pharmacy. You can go to a shopping mall. You can just go anywhere and you'll just get, you'll get the vaccine if you want one. And that, that's for free. Uh, now, in that country, although it's so easily available, not everyone in the United States wants to get the vaccine. So because of that resistance, half the population has got it. The other half is still kind of waiting, uh, waiting for what? I have no idea, but uh, uh, because of their own beliefs, because of politics, because uh, because they're afraid of the side effects. And I do understand, you know, I understand some people being resistant, uh, not really being, uh, uh, not willing to take uh, the vaccine because uh, because of some sickness, you know, that they, they suffer from. I absolutely agree. But what about the others? I just don't get that because uh, I believe um, that's the, the, getting vaccinated is the only way forward. You know, that's that's the only place. But whatever it is, you know, uh, so that's one case. Now, in India, the population is about a billion people living in India. And uh, there's a vaccine shortage there. When India started in 2020, they were they, they were exporting vaccines to other countries you know they said that the because uh, the pandemic was not uh, not many people were getting uh uh infected with the virus and so india was bulk exporting to other countries so much so that when the wave hit india there was a shortage and there's still a shortage in india uh, to get the shot so that's another reason so there's a vaccine shortage there's vaccine uh resistance to take uh, to get the shot um and then uh, because of different reasons 
And then there are some people, uh, as we have been told that, uh, you know, the Delta variant has come and uh, we got vaccines. Uh, vaccines do work against the normal virus, uh, but it is, um, you know, it's not really very powerful against the Delta variant. So there is a possibility, as per experts or as people uh, have been reading, uh, to get infected. But the good thing is, if you are if a fully vaccinated person is infected by a Delta variant, the chances of dying or uh, getting serious with the with the infection is much less. That's what uh, folks say. So it's really good to say uh, what experts say, and that's why it's really good to take uh, get vaccinated. You know from what I see. But apart from that, you know, all the science and all this thing and uh, the shortage and vaccines is available, but the vaccine resistance and things like that. All I'm trying to get to is if you really look at the way uh, the virus is uh, is uh, approach, the approach of the virus is like, it's working like globalist, you know, and it's not working like a nationalist. Like the virus is a very smart virus. It went from a regular coronavirus to a Delta variant, to a Delta plus variant. And I've heard there's news about a Lambda variant and then all the Greek alphabets maybe because it is working as a globalist. It's going to China. It's going, it's having a variant in India. It's having a variant in the United Kingdom. It's having another variant that develops in Peru. So it is, it is actually, it's the, the approach of the virus is a globalist approach. It's not a nationalist approach. It's not stuck in one country. But the way humanity or people all leaders all over the world are approaching and tackling the virus is a very nationalist approach. You know, there, there are some countries that are simply holding vaccines. You know, they're just keeping it. They're not sharing it with the rest of the world, which is so important to do right now because as, they, as we all know, you know, until the entire world is uh, free from the virus, no country is really safe. We all know that's the fact. So if the virus can work as a globalist and it's getting more powerful and powerful and powerful as ever, I think that's a learning thing that we need to tackle the virus as a globalist and not a nationalist, you know, um, because some nations that are rich are holding vaccines. They're even planning to give their people after getting fully vaccinated. That is, you get two doses. They're planning to give a booster shot to their people in maybe uh, one to two months down the line, you know, uh, and there are some countries who have, where people uh, have not even got the first shot of the vaccine and they desperately want that shot, but they don't have it. They are not getting it because of the shortage. So see the disparity. We are working as a nationalist for us, for the country, whatever is for us. Hold the vaccines, give it to our people. While the rest of the world, you know, infections keep increasing and until the whole world is safe no country is really safe so we need to really change our approach to a very globalist approach like for instance on august 4th you know this month uh, world health organization called for a pause in administering boosted shots uh, at least until 10 percent of people in every low-income country gets vaccinated now that's what uh that's what World Health Organization, the chief, has said, that at least 10% of people in every low-income country, until they all get vaccinated, 
there's no point of giving the boost to a uh, boost to shot that every you know rich country is really planning to give their citizens or their people um and i would say that not only 10% of every uh, every uh, nation but i would say at least every person in every nation gets at least one shot of the vaccine you know before a booster shot is administered that that's what i feel because giving away those vaccines to low income countries now all the booster shots that are really planned in every in every rich country should be given away to poor, uh, to low income countries so that at least those people there at least get their first shot rather than hoarding you know and then uh, hoarding those vaccine and and then so many of them really get spoiled because you know um because you can't store them forever right and there are, there are so many of these vaccines that uh, uh, many of these nations are really giving their people booster shots which uh which it just doesn't make sense you know those people already got their two shots i think you can always wait to get the booster shot so bottom line the virus is playing as a globalist but we the leaders the people of the world are working as a nationalist to tackle a globalist virus doesn't match it doesn't really match and we need to change the approach that's all that i can say or maybe or maybe the other best alternative better than you know uh, giving over vaccines to low income countries is lift patents to every nation like lift those patents on all these vaccines you know whether it's Pfizer whether it's Moderna whether it's uh whether it's Covishield whether it is Covaxin or uh Sinovac or whatever these uh vaccines are lift patents on all these uh vaccines so that people so that every country can locally mass produce those vaccines no matter what i think that's the best alternative best alternative any any anything else to fight a globalist virus we need a globalist approach lift patents to every vaccine and allow this vaccine to be mass produced in every country so that it's available to its people rapidly that's the only way out that's what i believe for example india oh my god manufacturing and pharmaceutical uh, companies huge there i mean they can actually mass produce these vaccines but there are a number of pharmaceutical companies like uh, who have they don't want to lift those patents because it's money making you know and i think that we need to we need to keep uh, revenues and business in the back right now and focus on getting those vaccines to people and that's uh, i think that's the only way out mass produce it um so um the pandemic is uh, otherwise it's never going to go it's never going to go away it's you know we'll have more waves more variants and uh, uh this is going to be a never ending you know it's ne- it's going to be a never ending story that's what uh, that's what i uh, think it is uh but whatever it is you know we have to get out the, out of this for sure um one one more one more really you know i was just kind of reading it uh like um uh this uh, the the world health organization chief like about the naming of these vaccines you know you i mean not vaccines the naming of these viruses you know you have the normal one then you have the alpha then you have the delta and then the delta plus and uh, you know all these are greek alphabets you know uh now there are 20 there are 24 letters of the greek alphabet 
and 11 names have already been used and given to these variants already. And um, so uh, so when they ask the chief, like what's happening with, uh, what, what will you do once all 24 letters of the Greek alphabet are taken away, you know, by these variants. And uh, because I believe they're expecting more variants. Uh, this virus is really very uh, smart, intelligent one. So uh, so uh, the World Health Organization chief said that we would uh, be planning to name COVID-19 strains after constellations like Leo, Gemini, Aries, Orion. And the, the she also said, you know, this lead, uh, she's a technical lead, I believe, See, she also said that uh, we would then, if we get uh, if that is exhausted as well, the constellations are exhausted, we would give them Greek gods, goddesses name. So, uh, and it's absurd. Like, I thought this was just, you know, uh, news from uh, The Onion or uh, just kind of funny, funny news. But it's real news. Like, she actually said that. They'll name, uh, after they get over with all 24 letters of the Greek alphabet and name the variants with those names they'll give the constellation names and they get exhausted with that they will give greek gods and goddesses name so that's where we are with the with the pandemic you know we have so many vaccines all over the world but we are just um uh making plans to name the virus uh, the virus variants rather than really you know um uh, doing something about it as a globalist. That's all that I'm saying. Lift those patents. Let nations all over the world locally manufacture those vaccines. Leave revenues. Pharmaceutical companies need to leave their revenues and profit-making in the back door because that's not important right now. What's important is the entire world needs to be free from this virus. And it's only possible if the shortages and resistance to get vaccinated is uh, no longer a thing. And as they say, I think uh, to reach herd immunity, we need to at least have 60% of the population, uh, at least 60% of the population vaccinated. I think then is there is a possibility for uh, reaching herd immunity because, uh, you know, at this rate, it's just going to be, uh, we, we're never really going to know when this pandemic when these closures, when these quarantines are really going to help. It's all a fugazi. Gazi, fuzi, vazi. Fugazi. It's really a fugazi. No one knows what's really happening. We thought it was the end, but we are still there, you know? Uh, all we need to do is just work as a... Uh, all I'm saying is just work as a globalist, you know? Play the part. Do what the virus is doing. If it's playing as a globalist, you got to fight it like a globalist, not like a like a maniac, you know, not holding vaccines. It's like crazy. Hey, man, it's man crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. What what the hell are you doing? It's crazy. So I was talking about uh, this uh, Lizzo song. It goes like, spending all your trying, trying, no, wait, spending all your time trying to break a woman down, really shit is going around, baby, take a look around, if you thought that I was ratchet with my ass hanging out, just wait until the summer when they let, let the house, bitch, 
all the rumors are true, yeah. What you heard, that's true, yeah. I fuck him and you, yeah. If you believe, I do, yeah. Had to cut some, yeah. Uh, 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 mm, mm, mm. My God, I can't rap, man. These guys are so fast, you know. I just can't do it. I wish I could rap. I really wish I could rap, man. Really. <laughs> I wish I could do it. I wish I could rap. Really. I can't I can't say this so fast. Like, I could just do that one verse because, uh, like, why are you spending all the time? Why are you spending all the time trying to break a woman down? Really, shit is going around. Baby, take a look around. If you thought that I was ratchet with my ass hanging out, just wait until the summer when they let me out the house, bitch. I can say that because that's that's pretty slow, but I can't do the fast lyrics, you know, which rap really needs. Uh, and I wish I could do it, you know. <laughs> I wish I could do it. 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 All the rumors are true, yeah. Fake ass, fake boobs, yeah. Make a million at Sue's, yeah. You'll be running with fake news, yeah. Cardi and Pop. I can't do it now because, man, it's fast. It's really fast. But whatever, I wish I could rap. I don't know whether, I don't think you can train to be a rapper. I have no idea. I wish I would do that, definitely. You know, I would really love to rap. Right, so uh, now since we're talking about, you know, this globalist and nationalist approach, the, the virus is globalist approach and the, uh, the virus is a globalist and people tackling the virus are basically uh, uh, using a very nationalist approach to tackle it. Since we're talking about global, I, I want to touch upon uh, this recent report uh, by the United Nations Climate Report. That's the, I think it's the United Nations branch, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC Climate Report, which is a, which is a which is a branch of the United Nations. Uh, it came out with a report, a really long report. I've not read the entire report, but I've read the highlights, and I want to kind of bring out this point because you know there are many of these experts and uh you know experts really talking about uh this report and stuff like that but i would just i just want to get my point of view to it because um you know uh these experts they keep blaming uh a few countries all over the world for the climate change problem uh like for instance they're blaming india and china mostly for the climate change problem because of the global emissions and then, uh, and then, uh, so many people saying we need to take care of the planet and save the planet, etc. So those things really bother me. I'll tell you why exactly. Now, of course, this report, the, the climate report, it says that it's a code red for humanity. So I like what the United Nations uh, IPCC has really said that it's a code red for humanity, and it has not said that it's a code red for the planet. Because hey, man. It's not a code red for the planet. The planet is huge. It's been there for billions and billions of years. And you think that, you know, like George Carlin would say, you think that the planet really care, wants us like humans to really take care of it? No, not really. You know, it can take care of itself. The planet is too big. It's out there doing its job. It's it's really doing a good job. It's it's going to take care of itself. So I like what the UN report really did is that it said it's a code red for humanity, which is so true. It's we need to be afraid as human beings. We need to be afraid of how long we're going to be living on the planet. Not that we need to take care of the planet. The planet will take care of itself. You know, we need to not need to worry. But what is more important is 
This report was recently released, right? It happened like last week. Uh, UN, IPCC, climate report was released last week. But climate change is not a last week issue. It's happening for almost, it's been in the high, it's been in, uh, in the highlights for a decade now, maybe more than a decade. We all have been hearing about climate change, you know, problems. This is happening. That is happening, you know, and uh, for the past uh, decade, you know, but all what I'm trying to say is uh, in the past decade, when there was a climate change problem in terms of fires and in terms of floods and devastating devastation, etc., it always happened in poor countries. Have you noticed that? It always happened in poor countries. And people were not that really serious because, hey, man, you know, it's not our problem. It's not our problem. The rich country said, hey, it's not our problem. It's the poor people problem. It's because they're poor. It's because they are... Uh, underprivileged and uh, it's because they are uh, uh, they are the developing country or underdeveloped countries you know it's happening there it's not going to happen to us it's not going to happen to rich countries you know climate change is not going to happen here so it was not taking it was not taken seriously it was never wrote red coat for humanity then now suddenly last week it's become a red coat for humanity why because now Climate change has become a rich country problem. And why I say that is because recent floods have happened in Germany. It's happened in China. It's happened in India. There were wildfires in Greek, Turkey, California. And if you notice, uh, some of them are rich countries, you know. And when anything affects rich countries, then everyone's antennas, they really go up. You know, there's more focus. They say, hey, man, it's a red coat for humanity. But climate change has been happening for the past decade, you know, uh, but it has been happening in poor countries. It was never a red coat then. So have you noticed it? Make something a rich country problem or a rich people problem. The minute you do that, that's when people take notice. But when the poor country or minority or uh, people of color, or, you know, are really going through a problem, no one pays attention. It never becomes a red coat for humanity. Uh, for instance, let me give you an other example, you know, to kind of uh, prove the point that I'm getting to. For instance, cocaine addiction in the 1980s, you know, uh, people of color were addicted to cocaine. Then they were called crackheads. They were, uh, they were, they had to serve jail time if they were caught uh, you know, having cocaine at that time. But then uh, in the 1980s, that was. But as soon as the, hero the heroin addiction hit, where not only people of color or, or the minorities were, uh, were affected or were addicted to, the dr to drugs, but even rich people, you know, the affluent class, the privileged people started getting addicted to cocaine, to drugs, to heroin. That's when people started saying, hey, man, this is not a crime. Drug addiction is not a crime. It's a healthcare issue. We need to sympathize with these people who are really taking these drugs. It's an opioid epidemic. It's a healthcare issue. We need to help these people. 
But in the 1980s, no one said that it was a healthcare issue. No one called it an epidemic. No one said that we need to help these people of color, you know, are addicted to it. We need to get them out. We need to stop jailing them and cut sentences. That never happened. The same thing with climate change. Climate change has been there forever. You know, it's been there for a decade. But it's been affecting poor countries. No one paying attention. It was never a red coat for humanity. But the minute it hit rich countries, recently, last few months, Germany, Europe, Turkey, whatever, you know, other countries. That's when it became a red coat for humanity. So uh, that's what I'm trying to get to. If you want people to notice a problem in the world, make it a rich country or a rich people problem. The minute you do that, everyone wants to find a solution to it. But if it's a poor people, a poor country problem, hey man, that's their problem. It's their, their problem. It's not nah. We, we nah 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 nah. We're not gonna we're not gonna look at that. Nah 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 nah. It's not our problem. You see that? That's what is happening. And uh, okay, so uh, I just wanted to get to that point, basically, or why I'm talking about the climate report. But of course, the climate report, uh, like the previous decade, and like it is now, the main highlights of the climate report by UN's uh, Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change says that it, the entire climate change problem is because of human activities. Emissions of greenhouse gas and other pollutants are altering our climate. These are the highlights. As per last decade, from the last decade, it's become warmer than any other period. Glacial retreats happening, sea level rise, ocean warming, oceans are getting acidic. Solutions, of course, provided are do something now uh, to move away from fossil fuels. That's one kind of uh, solution that is given and provided. Uh, remove carbon dioxide as that is already in the atmosphere. You know, uh, when we talk about climate change, uh, till now it has always been that uh, we need to prevent uh, carbon footprints into the atmosphere, right? It's always said, drive less, you know, fly less or whatever, and then uh, manufacturing should be less, etc. cetera, uh, grazing of uh, animals, etc. for milk and the meat, etc. should stop, etc. These were basic uh, things that are given, that we need to, lower carbon dioxide emissions. But this report is a little different. It says that there's already damage to the, there's already damage in the atmosphere. And we need to not only work towards cutting down in emissions, but we need to work on removing the existing carbon dioxide already in the atmosphere. So that's the difference now. We, we are not only, uh, the UN is not only saying that you need to cut emissions, but it's also saying that we need to uh, remove carbon dioxide that is already in the atmosphere. So that's a little different. Um, so uh, that's the difference about the uh, about this report. And um, so um, so which is a red code for humanity. And as I always say, that it is not a red code for the planet. No way. No way. It's a red code for the planet. It's a red code for humanity because. Because the plant, like, you know, I love George Carlin, man. I really love this guy. And he's he's dead. He's not, uh, he died. Uh, George Carlin is a comedian who died like decades ago. And there is this bit 
Uh, it's called uh, Save the Planet. It's a comedy bit from his special that was recorded 30 years. It was recorded 20 years ago. Okay. Way back. Way back. 20 years ago. And George Carlin is actually talking in this comedy bit about saving the planet. He says, shit, man. You're not going to save the planet. Who are you? You, you're t- you, know, you as human beings, you'll take care of yourself. You know, what are you going to take care of the planet? The planet will take care of itself. Uh, I really love George Carlin, man. This guy is really good. And um, uh, and I, I think I've played uh, his bit uh, in so many of my episodes. And I want to play the last time today. Uh, I, <laughs> I promise. I promise. I'm not going to... Um, I'm not going to play it again, but since the climate report is out, it's a very hot topic. I want to play it the last time because I want to drill it down, not only in my head, but drill it down every one of you who's listening to this uh, this episode, that the planet is not going anywhere. You know, the climate report says, hey man, this is happening, this is happening. The planet is not going anywhere in George Collins' word. You know who's going? We are. So remember, it's a it's a red coat for humanity. It's not a red coat for the planet because the planet is going to clean itself up, you know, go do its pedicure, manicure, and uh, cleansing and things like that. It'll clean itself and come back to normal. You know who's going to suffer? We are going to be out before it does that because we need to take care of ourselves, not take care of the planet. Hey, man, we're too small for uh, for it. So I want to play this bit. Uh, let me just get it on the uh, on this thing because I really love George Carlin, man. You need to really watch this guy. He's so brilliant. He's so he's so knowledgeable. He's a philosopher, and I love comedy generally. Why I love comedy? Because they're not comed- they're comedians, of course, but they're basically uh, blunt truth tellers. You know, they speak the truth. They're telling you the truth. The only difference between the other people and them is they wear a, they wear a, a clown's mask while saying it. They're truth tellers. They say they speak they speak the truth. They're blunt, but at the same time they're wearing a clown's mask to tell it to us, which makes it very funny. And that's what I really love about uh, this bit. So let me just play this. I, I promise you, it's going to be the last time on my episode, but I want to drill it down. It's a little long. But really interesting. And this is it. George Carlin with Save the Planet, right? Yeah. People around you, the country's full of them now. People walking around all day long, all day long, worried about everything. Worried about the air, worried about the water, worried about the soil. Worried about pesticides, insecticides, food additives, carcinogens. Worried about radon gas, worried about asbestos. Worried about saving endangered species. Let me tell you about endangered species, all right? Saving endangered species is just one more arrogant attempt by humans to control nature. It is arrogant meddling. It's what got us in trouble in the first place. Doesn't anybody understand that? Interfering with nature. Over 90%, way over 90% of all the species that have ever lived on this planet, ever lived, are gone. They're extinct. We didn't kill them all. They just disappeared. That's what nature does. They disappear these days at the rate of 25 a day, regardless of our behavior, I mean. Irrespective of how we act on this planet, 25 species that were here today will be gone tomorrow. Let them go gracefully. Leave nature alone. Haven't we done enough? We're so self-important, so self-important. 
Everybody's going to save something now. Or save the trees, save the bees, save the whales, save those snails. And the greatest arrogance of all, save the planet. What? Are these fucking people kidding me? Save the planet? We don't know how to take care of ourselves yet. We haven't learned how to help one another. We're going to save the fucking planet? I am getting tired of that shit. I'm tired of fucking Earth Day. I'm tired of these fucking self-righteous environmentalists. I'm tired of these white, liberal, bourgeois, liberal, white people who think the only thing wrong with this planet is there aren't enough bicycle paths trying to make the world safe and clean for their Volvos. And I'm really sick, really sick of these rock stars and movie stars going to work off their cocaine guilt by saving a forest somewhere. Besides, besides, there's nothing, besides, the, first of all, the environmentalists don't give a shit about the planet. They don't care about the planet. Not in the abstract, they don't. You know what they're interested in? A clean place to live. Their own habitat. They're worried that someday in the future they might be personally inconvenienced. Narrow, unenlightened self-interest doesn't impress me. Besides, there's nothing wrong with the planet. The planet is fine. The people are fucked. The people are fucked. Compared to the people, the planet is doing great. The planet has been here for four and a half billion years, all right? Four and a half billion. We've been here, what, 100,000? Maybe. 200,000? Maybe. And we've only been engaged in heavy industry for a little over 200 years. 200 years versus four and a half billion. And we have the conceit to think that somehow we're a threat, that somehow we're going to put in jeopardy this beautiful little blue-green ball that's just a floating around the sun? planet has been through a a lot worse than us for a long time. Been through earthquakes, volcanoes, plate tectonics, continental drift, solar flares, sunspots, magnetic storms, the magnetic reversal of the poles, bombardments for hundreds of thousands of years by comets and asteroids and meteors, sandstorms, erosion of all kind, cosmic radiation, worldwide fires, worldwide floods, recurring ice ages. And we think, we think some aluminum cans and some plastic bags are going to make a difference? Planet isn't going anywhere. We are. <laughs> We're going away. We're going away. Pack your shit, folks. We're going away. And we won't leave much of a trace either. Thank God for that. Maybe a little styrofoam. Maybe a little styrofoam. Planet will be here and we'll be long gone. Just another failed mutation. Just another closed-end biological mistake. An, 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 an evolutionary cul-de-sac. Planet will shake us off like a bad case of fleas. A surface nuisance. You want to know how the planet's doing? Ask those people in Pompeii who are frozen into position from volcanic ash. How the planet's doing. Well, if the planet's all right, ask the people in Mexico City or Armenia or a hundred other places buried under thousands of tons of earthquake rubble if they feel like a real threat to the planet this week. How about the people in Kilauea, Hawaii, who build their homes right next to an active volcano and then wonder why they have lava in the living room? <laughs> the planet is going to be here a long, long, long time after we're gone, and it will heal itself. It will cleanse itself, because that's what it does. It's a self-correcting system. The air and the water will recover. The earth will be renewed. And say, if it's true that plastic doesn't degrade, well, the planet will simply incorporate plastic into a new paradigm, the earth plus plastic. <laughs> the planet 
doesn't share our prejudice towards plastic. Plastic came out of the Earth. The Earth probably sees plastic as just another one of its children. Could be the only reason the Earth allowed us to be spawned from it in the first place. It wanted plastic for itself. <laughs> Didn't know how to make it. Needed us. Could be the answer to our age-old philosophical question, why are we here? Plastic. Assholes. plastic is here our job is done we can be phased out now and i think that's really started already don't you i mean to be fair the planet probably sees us as a mild threat something to be dealt with and i'm sure the planet will defend itself in in, in the uh, manner of a large organism like a beehive or an ant okay this i just want to say uh before i play this entire thing now this bit okay this bit of the comedy the whole comedy bit is the best now george carlin is a comedian um and uh, he is no longer alive like he has died this bit this is this uh, this was recorded uh, about 20 years back okay this this comedy special was recorded 20 years back i just pulled it out from youtube that's all so it's not recent it's very old and george carlin in this bit he talks about uh, virus mutations you know this is 20 years ago but he's talking about virus mutations of what we are going through so I always say that george carlin is a time traveler you know 20 years back he time traveled to 2020 and 2021 to talk about this virus mutation listen to it and then you know you exactly know what i'm talking about great guy man colony can muster a defense i'm sure the planet will think of something what would you do if you were the planet trying to defend against this pesky troublesome species let's see what might hmm, viruses viruses might be good they seem vulnerable to viruses and uh, viruses are tricky always mutating and forming new strains whenever a vaccine is developed perhaps this first virus could be one that that compromises the immune system of these creatures perhaps a human immunodeficiency virus making them vulnerable to all sorts of other diseases and infections that might come along and maybe it could be spread sexually making them a little reluctant to engage in the act of reproduction well that's a poetic note and it's a start and i can dream can i i don't worry about the little things bees trees whales snails i think we're part of a greater wisdom than we will ever understand a higher order call it what you want No one I call it the big electron. The big electron. <laughs> it doesn't punish, it doesn't reward, it doesn't even judge. It just is. And so are we for a little while. Thanks for being here with me for a little while tonight. Awesome. Love you George Carlin wherever you are and wherever you are up there. wherever you are right now thank you for you know really giving that bit to us i mean you great man imagine this was recorded 20 years back but he's actually talking about virus mutations is what if the earth you know he talks about it you know the earth thinks uh, uh considers us like you know a nuisance and it wants to get rid of humanity so what would its tactic be and he says how about sending a virus there you know because viruses mutate it can kill this uh, you know if it it wants to get rid of us wow man look at the thinking you know and 20 years back he records this and today we are living what he exactly said i love this guy really love him hey man okay <laughs> 
Okay. And one more thing is, I know I've played it about uh, two times already. And this is the third time I'm playing George Carlin. But it's so important because of the climate report that was very recent. happened last week that it came out. And this, uh, this comedy bit was so apt. But I promise it's going to be the last time. You know, I'm gonna, not going to play it again. Um, and uh, uh, since we're talking about climate change and stuff like that, uh, uh, and this climate report and stuff like that, so many people, you know, uh, are blaming a few nations for their carbon dioxide emissions. Not only people, but experts, scientists and stuff, stuff like that. They're blaming a few countries in the world for their carbon dioxide emissions. For example, India and China. Now, uh, China amounts to 28% of global carbon emissions, as per the report. And India amounts to 7% of global emissions, as per the report. So together, it's about about, uh, 35%, you know, global emissions that come from two countries. But... I think it's so wrong. I mean, as per the report, it doesn't, it doesn't, the report doesn't blame India and China. It's the experts who are analyzing these reports. They're blaming India and China and they bring out, you know, India and China need to reduce their carbon dioxide emissions because they are the main contributors to this problem. But I want to kind of reject this analysis by these experts, you know, whatever their degrees and however experienced they are, I want to reject it with facts. Now, looking at it, you know, if you look at India and China, uh, both industrial industrialized countries that produce for the world. Both the countries, they produce for the world. Now, if there's a lot of production and a lot of carbon dioxide emis- carbon emissions in these countries, it's because the European countries, the United States, Canada, and so many other of these countries, they outsource their manufacturing to countries like India and China. And India, China, manufacturing those like for Japan, for France, for the United Kingdom, for the United States, uh, India and China bulk produces uh, and then uh, it, it manufactures products like, for instance, example, clothing or steel, you know. So uh, it's produced in other countries and then exported to countries like the United States, United Kingdom, Japan, France, etc. So... So all these, but but when when it comes to calculating carbon dioxide emissions or carbon emissions, it is as per the territorial calculation. That is, wherever these this carbon is produced, it is that country who takes the who is accountable for the emission. It's not uh, it's not calculated as for whom this is produced. If it's produced for the United States, the United States needs to take that uh, carbon emission quota. You know, if say, for instance, 10% of carbon emission happens in India uh, for uh, for uh, for clothing, for manufacturing clothing, which is exported and all the 10% is exported to the United States, then it is then it is the United States responsibility to all carbon emissions for that. It's not India's responsibility to owe that, you know. It must be a shared responsibility in such a case. Now, India and China, although they are into manufacturing the industrialization, they don't, uh, everything that they manufacture and everything that they produce doesn't stay in that country. It is exported because of the orders they've received from those countries. So it is important that the countries that place the orders, outsource their jobs, need to take the responsibility for the carbon emissions. So all I would say is the way carbon emissions 
is calculated on the basis of territorial emissions, that is where it, it happens, is absolutely wrong. It needs to be calculated based on imported emissions or better still consumption-based emissions. So if a country is importing goods that have contributed to carbon emissions, it needs to take responsibility in the form of imported emissions. And that's how, uh, and when that's done, India and China together, although they con con contribute about 35% uh, of the global emissions because they produce for other countries, it'll tremendously come down if whoever they produce for also takes a responsibility for the carbon emissions. For another example I could give, China's steel production amounts to 10% of carbon dioxide emission, okay, carbon emissions in China, of 10% of carbon emissions in China is due to steel production. But what is not considered here is that China exports all the steel that it produces, no, almost all the steel that they produces almost is actually uh, half is is almost sent to other countries. For instance, half of the world's steel supply comes from China. China produces it, and then it exports what it produces because there's a demand in other countries, demand and supply. So when it comes to carbon emissions for that steel production, China takes all the burden of the carbon emission when it shouldn't be the case because that steel that is produced there is for other countries. So it has to be it has to be shared. It has to be shared by other countries. It should be imported emissions or it should be consumption-based emissions. That's how carbon emissions should be calculated. You can't just go ahead and you know kind of blame India and China for uh, for the carbon emissions. No, it's wrong. It's calculated incorrectly. Yeah, so so that's basically uh, what needs to be done because that's a logical way to really do it. And that's how we'll be able to fight uh, climate change. And as we see, the virus is a globalist. We need, we can, the way, the only way to fight it is being like a globalist. Can't be a nationalist, can't hold vaccines, you know, can't spread misinformation. The same way, even... Uh, Climate change is a global problem. We, we can only tackle it as a globalist. We can't just go around blaming countries that mass produce it for other countries. Absolutely wrong. We're never going to get rid of it. You know, and remember, the planet is not going anywhere. You know who's going? We are, <laughs> as Josh Gordon says. Anyway, so uh, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's something that I want to discuss. Uh, yeah, so uh, now um, uh, the only good thing that really happened over the past few weeks since we really talked was the Tokyo Olympics 2020, of course they call it because it was postponed. But um, I, I really enjoyed the Olympics this year. Like, I don't know. I never really enjoyed the Olympics as much as I enjoyed it this year. It was really good, you know. Uh, each player, and it's not uh, about only just kind of focusing on a few players in one country. But it was like global effort. I loved every player. Like, they, this is so great, you know. I mean, the way they perform, they're so unique in their own way. Like, I uh, I am not uh, good at sports, but in, in school and college, I participated in uh, 100 meters run, 400 meters relay. I took part in those, uh, those events because I, I really like 
uh, that I, I used to get scared you know when they used to when third shot went in the go oh my god I st- that's that's the that's the hardest thing that I really uh, you know have to listen to when I'm really running the race that's why I really admire these at- athletes you know the way they keep up with their physical mental uh, health I mean it's really a big deal to be an athlete that's why I admire them and it was wonderful this year I really enjoyed the Tokyo Olympics uh, this year uh and uh, especially you know uh, just talking about a few things that i really like was uh, i think india won its gold medal neeraj chopra for his javelin throw he found a gold medal which is so good and then i was pretty impressed by uh, tom daly who is uh, who won five medals and he's he's a diver in the united uh, representing the united kingdom uh, what i like about him of course he's a diver and stuff like that but he knits and the guy he also crochets you know so uh like he has knitted some sweaters and for some uh, you know a kind of a packet for his um uh, uh, uh for his dog and then uh, you know he 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 kind of made knitted a sleeve for his medal so many medals that he won so unique you know so they're not only good with what they do as athletes but they have these this additional you know greatness to them Then another uh, person I was following was the United States uh, Simone Biles uh, who's a gymnast and uh, what I liked about her she's really good with what she does you know the way she flips the way she uh, she's like a hydra you know I remember uh, learning in school about hydras how they somersault but she somersaults in the air wow I love her you know I love Simone Biles I love what she does but a very unique thing about Simone Biles is uh, this time she highlighted health issue she was having mental health issue and she said that uh, she's going through a lot of stress and she can't play a few games um in the olympics which was so appreciated i really like what she did because uh there are times when you got to say no we can't do it although there's so much of pressure you know there's so much of burden that you carry as a player for your particular country uh, so what I, i really like the way she stepped out of a few competitions because she was not feeling well and that's so important it was like a message given to the world that hey man it's okay to say no even if you're on the top of a game you know because mental health is about everything else and that's what i really like about uh, simon biles really really uh, loved actually i really enjoyed the olympics this year i think that was the only uh, happy global kind of news that really happened and we really loved it really loved it man i hope i don't know whether you guys uh, watched the olympics because um i hope you all did you know there was this this uh uh i was like stunned when i saw this walking race you know at the olympics like i didn't know that you could actually uh you could actually walk you could actually walk and uh win an olympics which is so uh crazy I hate this. What's happening? Yeah, I'm just played. Yeah, I didn't know that you could actually uh walk fast and win uh and be a part of the Olympics. And I think uh the next one that happens in 2024, I believe, the summer one, I'm going to participate because I think I can fast walk, you know. That's that's the nearest thing that I can get to. So, um <laughs> the walking race here is mulkulaso she is uh here and she's going to be a part of the olympics 2024 summer olympics i don't know where it's going to be played but i'm going to be there i'm going to be there definitely
look out for me because I'm winning it. I'm just not going to be there for the walking race competition in the next Summer Olympics, but I'm going to win it. That's my fate. That's the only race that I could do. Anyways, that's all that I had for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I mean, I could never ask for more. I mean, that's the, uh, it's the best thing that you'll do that is to really listen to this podcast. Um, and remember, if you want to write to me, write to me at just a nobody, just a nobody podcast at gmail.com. That's my email address. Uh, just write anything, you know, if you want me to kind of talk about a particular topic or whatever it is, you know, I'm not great at everything, uh, but I, uh, I like, I'm very curious. So if there's something, if I have a question, you know, I'll try to dr- drill into it and kind of, kind of try to understand and stuff like that. Uh, uh, but I'm not a genius. I don't know things. I'm, I'm learning, you know, uh, on this podcast. That's, it just helps me get, learn. That's why I'm actually doing this podcast for myself. Hey man, I'm not doing it for y'all. I'm doing it for myself. It makes me feel good. <laughs> it makes me learn. It makes me answers to the questions that I have in my mind, you know, by reading and by kind of looking around and stuff like that. That's why I do it. Anyway, thanks for so much for listening. I'm playing Lizzo's song since I talked about Lizzo. Um, uh, it, it just released yesterday. Uh, Cardi B is uh, featuring and Lizzo is such a bop, man. She's so good. She's so good. She's so good. So let's play the song and then I'll be on the other side uh, of this song. Here it is, Lizzo with Rumors. Do it for the culture, goddamn. They say I should watch the shit I post, oh goddamn. Say I'm turning big girls into hoes, oh goddamn. They say I get groupies at my shows, oh goddamn. All the rumors are true, yeah. What you heard, that's true, yeah. I fuck him and you, yeah. If you believe I do that, had to cut some hoes loose, yeah. Indy ain't no loose lips. Now them hoes trying to sue me. Bitch, I don't give two shits. All the rumors are true, yeah. I've been in the bamboo, yeah. Focused on this music. My ex nigga, he blew it. Last year, I thought I would lose it. Read shit on the internet. My smoothie cleanser might die, no, I ain't fuck Drake yet Spending all your time trying to break a woman down Feeling shit is going on, baby, take a look around If you thought that I was ratchet with my ass hanging out Just wait until the summer when they let me out the house, bitch Wow, I love that, man. I love uh, Lizzo. She's such a fab singer and she does such an amazing job. Love that song. Go check it out. I mean, uh, Cardi B's uh, Bitters Hole in this song is so good. I really loved it. Anyways, until next time, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, baby. Bye, 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 bye. Bye.